Hey everybody and welcome to episode 4 of the Religion Cast Podcast. This is Raleigh. This is Scott. I'm Tyler. And welcome back. What up? We missed you. Did we? I missed you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been a pretty long time since we've had an episode. And let me tell you guys, it has been a busy semester for all of us. We can totally empathize with all of you students out there with the giant workloads. Yep, it's been paper writing, paper writing, paper writing, and when we're done with that, paper editing, paper yep. editing, paper editing, and research mixed in there. Yep, and somewhere. grading. Yeah, and, and for those noodles. and for those of you in our classes, we've been teaching you. <laughs> we sure <laughs> however, have. However, well. All right. I, so, what are we talking about today, Tyler? What is our what is our topic? Well, first, I just want to say that I hope one day I, I've I've said this before. I don't know if it's ever made it into the things that I hope one day we release outtakes from these things because I want everyone to hear Raleigh describe. Uh, how long it's been since we've last done one of these as a hot minute. (laughs) (laughs) It's been several hot minutes. Which Which is, is, that's, that's usually what you call it when you're making a hot pocket. Yeah. That's a, that's called a disappointing minute. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think the minute is where there's anticipation. I think it's the minute after you're done cooking the hot pocket that's disappointing. Disappointment, regret, (laughs) pain. The commercials yeah. lie. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know if we're allowed to say that. <laughs> they're, they're not a corporate sponsor of ours. Yeah. So. Okay. Clearly. <laughs> Sorry. So, okay. I think that we have a pretty interesting topic today, and it will we'll be up front. It borders on the, uh, on the political, something we try not to mess with at all in this podcast, but we're not taking any sides. We're just addressing a comment. And really, it's more, like the politi- the, it's more like the political stepped onto our field yeah. than that we're trying to get into politics Exactly. Here. If something if something is mentioned in our realm of study, then we feel free to to talk about it. So if so you want if you want to cook in our kitchen, you got to get in our fridge. And if you want to get in our fridge, sometimes we have to tell you where things are in our fridge. That's right. Uh, or well, when the fridge don't is encourage built. that. That was nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't encourage things like that. So Tyler, what are we talking about today? So during the recent um, presidential primary campaigns. One of the candidates, Dr. Ben Carson, made a statement where he said that he believed that Joseph was responsible for building the pyramids for use as grain storage. Do we have uh, a quote that we can kind of prove this for the listener? Yeah, I actually have a a transcript of it right here. So he said, um, quote, my own personal theory is that Joseph built the pyramids to store grain. Now, all the archaeologists think that they were made for the Pharaoh's graves. But, you know, it would have to be something awfully big if you stop and think about it. And I don't think it'd just disappear over the course of time to store that much grain. Uh, so to keep this in context, this was said like what? 17, 18 years ago? Yeah, 17, in the, in the late years. 90s at a college commencement speech, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so none of us want to be held responsible for the things we said 17 years ago. I was I was under 10, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said some silly things. I was but not. Uh, But we do want to address like why is this even relevant today? Because it got brought up recently and... He again doubled down on that statement. Yeah, he, and he supports himself and this idea. And so we want to just make sure that um, that when something gets brought up about the Bible and theories about yeah. the Bible and what's going on that there. Is, that is what we do professionally. Yeah, we yeah. want to kind of address that and say, well, you know, here's what's happening. Uh, and we're going we're gonna to get into that. Mm-hmm. So a good thing to front load before we actually get into the discussion is what lens are we going to use to view this statement? How are we going to accomplish what we're trying to do? Right, and I think it's important to you know note at the beginning, this isn't an issue of whether the Bible is right or wrong here. We're, mm-hmm. we're evaluating Ben Carson's statements, and, yeah. and I think... Is his statement backed up by the Bible? Right, even. Um, so we're just showing you like where different ways you could approach a statement like this. And I think I, an important place to start is, let's go ahead and just say flat out, the Bible never claims that Joseph built the pyramids. No, so that's not, not an issue, it doesn't really, even a little bit. 
It doesn't insinuate it. It doesn't allude to it. It's and just he, he, I mean, he even acknowledges this in saying my own personal theory. Right. So he's he knows that he's not pulling it straight from a verse or something. He's, he's reading between the lines. He's using subtext or something in there. Uh, and we just have to kind of clarify you know. what else is happening in the text, too. Right. right. Whether his personal theory actually holds up to scrutiny. So... The generally accepted date, if we just want to dive in, I guess, is that okay? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, okay. So the generally accepted date for um, when the pyramids were built, the Great Pyramids in Egypt, is sometime in the 2500s BCE. 2589, 2504. Mm. And what is, that, uh, and what is that based on? That number is a uh, very traditional and fairly uncontroversial dating for these pyramids based off of work done by both Egyptologists and archaeologists looking at things like uh, carbon dating, like stratigraphy, pottery, written records. And I think mm -hmm. that's an important thing we should bring in right now. It's not that archaeologists like guessed that the pyramids no. were used for burial. There is actually writing on the walls of these things itself telling us what they are for. And the crazy thing is, if you walk inside of them, there were people buried in there. Yes, also the dead bodies was yeah. a big clue. <laughs> unless, unless those dead bodies were looking for grain. <laughs> but we jest. Um, so that's where those numbers come from. But if, and, if, and there's another way we can get at this too. Like We can also look at biblical chronography. Like mm -hmm. Not necessarily saying that the biblical numbers are accurate. And but, but if we're doing an internal analysis here and looking at the numbers themselves to see... Right. what the text explains. Then Let's put ourselves in, in, you know, from the point of view of someone like Dr. Ben Carson, who is reading his Bible in this way. If you look at the numbers offered in the Bible, it says in 1 Kings 6, 1, that Solomon built his pyramid 400 year, 480 years after the exodus from Egypt. Okay, so that's our starting off point. Yeah, that's our starting off point. And the, the temple was built around the year 950 BCE. Mm -hmm. And how are we getting to that number? We're getting to that number. Man, you asked these dating questions. Sorry, Sorry it's they're important. worth doing. They are worth doing. It's important. Uh, we get this number from working backwards, basically, from the Babylonian exile, which is a from, fairly secure date. From set date. numbers that we know exist. Right. Numbers like 587 slash 586 when Judah was destroyed or 701 BCE when Assyria invaded Judah. We get these numbers from wherever we have sort of crossover events where we have mm -hmm. records from multiple kingdoms about the same historical event. It becomes yeah. much easier to pinpoint them, and then we can work backwards and forwards from these fixed points. Mm -hmm. So if we start from one of these fixed points, and I'm going to take 701 BCE, which is the year when Sennacherib and the Assyrians invaded Judah under and, Hezekiah. And we have plenty of data on that. Oh, yeah. Like we have, there's the account in the Bible in 1 Kings 18 through, what is it, chapter 20. Mm -hmm. You have... Um, we have the actual, we've dug up some of the cities that were destroyed during that time period, especially Lachish. Mm -hmm. And then we have Assyrian records where Sennacherib himself made multiple inscriptions talking yeah. about his invasion Decorated of Judah. an entire room of in his palace with uh, with pictures of him destroying these cities. Yeah. So. so if you ever go to the British Museum, you can see one of, they, they took the walls right off the palace that Sennacherib had, and you can look at the Assyrians destroying the city of Lachish. Mm -hmm. So um, working backwards from there, using the regnal accounts in the Books of Kings and occasional adjustments to those numbers based off of archaeology and things like that, that gets us to about the year 922 BCE for when the kingdoms of Judah and Israel split into two. Mm -hmm. So that puts Solomon as king, who he was king right before the kingdom split, sometime in the mid-900s. And we're just going to pick the year 950 as a nice round number yeah. to work from. And as you're going to see when we get to the end of this math, 
you could have picked the year 1000 or even yeah. 1050 and you're still going to come give up or, with the same giving, giving, or taking, give or, giving or taking 50 years doesn't mess with our math at right, all really right. so so we're going to use 950 don't don't spoil the surprise for sorry me. i won't spoil Hold the surprise on. too much all right so if we take the year 950 as our start as this is when the temple was built mm-hmm. and you look at first king 61 and it claims that there was that the temple was completed 480 years after the israelites left egypt so if we take 950 and we add 480 years, that puts the Exodus as happening around the year 1430. Mm-hmm. Again, this is according to the biblical numbers. Yep. Um, and then in Exodus 12, verse 40, it says that the Israelites had lived in Egypt for 430 years. So if we add that number again, that puts the Israelites getting to Egypt around the year 1860 BCE. At the absolute earliest. Yes. So I do think we need to keep uh, in mind that... This could be just from the time when Jacob and his sons uh, get there. So the the date of, what was it, 1860? 1860 could just be when Jacob and his sons get there. So what about just when Joseph gets there? All right, so let, let's let's add, let's be fair, let's add a decade. Okay, so, 10 years. Right, so Joseph Joseph starts building these, you know, would have had to start building these things in 1870. And what was the date that we have widely agreed upon by every Egyptologist in the field that these things were built. The so, earliest. Let's let, Right, so let's be fair. So they say sometime in the 2500s. So mm-hmm. we're going to make them as young as they could possibly be and say the year 2500. Mm-hmm. So that means these... Let's go 2475 if we want to. <laughs> we 2500 or 2475. Let's. It, it doesn't really matter. What, what we're coming up to is you're going to have a 600-year gap between Joseph and the pyramids being built. Mm-hmm. In other words, what we're trying to say here is the pyramids were already really, really old when Joseph got to Egypt, like making I mean, making I mean, that as it, early as possible. Let's try to make this a very practical example. I mean, we're in the year 2015. 600 years ago would have been... 1415? 1415. This was before the European Renaissance. There's that much of a time difference. Right. It would be like claiming that... Uh, that I discovered America. Yeah. Something that happened 600, you know. 600 years ago would have been before Columbus first sailed to the West Indies. It would have been before the Jews were kicked out of Spain. I mean, a lot of... 1492. Columbus sailed the ocean blue and and Spain Spain kicked kicked out out all all its Jews. Jews. Exactly. So that's how much of a time difference we have here. It's very, very substantial. So even not considering the mathematics, I mean, we've, we've kind of proven using internal analysis and some conventional and even sometimes fairly conservative <laughs> dates of events that, you know, even the internal analysis, the text doesn't get you all the way back to the time that these would have been built. But not just the numbers. I mean, we got to consider the actual function. So Raleigh, talk to, talk to us about that. And this will be a little bit difficult because obviously due to this medium, I can't show you a picture. I'm going to have to paint you a, a, a word picture of sorts. But Ooh. the way that <laughs> the way that this works um, People have walked into these pyramids before. Pyramids before we have intricate plans of the way that they are, and generally the way that it is, you have a small hallway that leads to a burial chamber, a room where the pharaoh of that point would have been buried, and occasionally you'll have a smaller hallway branching off where the queen would have been buried, and even more occasionally, less often, you have a chamber for things like servants, um, treasure, stuff like that. But all of that is besides the main point. The main point is that the majority of this structure is completely solid brick. So why is that a conflict between the statement that we're addressing from Dr. Ben Carson and the structural reality of these buildings? Well, because the reason that's a problem is because that would be an extremely inefficient way to store grain. The actual amount of space, open space inside of these buildings doesn't allow for 
grain storage of any kind. It wouldn't make any sense. I don't know what he's picturing, and I'm, I mean, he's a, he's a very smart person. I, I don't know why this would be it. What I'm imagining he's picturing is a giant, open, hollow structure inside of here that you walk up to the edge of and you just Scrooge McDuck and like jump into a big pile of grain. <laughs> Swan dive yeah. into the best but, day of your life. But that's not the, that is not the structural reality of these buildings. Which is a mostly solid interior with some tiny rooms. Yeah. To give a kind of a more modern example, and I don't know where you guys grow up, grew up, growed up. Where you done grown up. Uh, but there's a lot of farms in my area and, and it would be kind of like a silo. Yeah being three quarters of the way filled with concrete. Yes. And then on the very bottom, having like a little patch in a small room and having three little like sacks of grain inside Mm -hmm. of that. And, and it just, that's not a structure. uh, That's not a functional way to structure the storage of grain. Right. And coming back to like Raleigh's statement too. I mean, notice the way he talks about these, he's, he called these rooms burial chambers. That's not, archaeologists don't think that they, they know that because we found again, like we said at the beginning of this podcast, dead bodies in them and writings on the wall telling us that that's what was going on here. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of guesswork when it actually tells you what the thing was used for. Which doesn't happen very often in archaeology. No, it really doesn't. <laughs> and there's also a little bit of overlap as well because it's not just like, oh, you know, we found dead bodies or anything. Like, there, there's parts of like ancient Egypt religion that's involved in this as well. But we're not going to get into that. That's outside of our, our stuff. So let's just conclude kind of what we've walked through and what you can take away from this. So uh, what what are the conclusions that we've drawn here? All right, so mathematically, we've said that Joseph... When Joseph got to Egypt, even on a very conservative dating, the pyramids were already at least 600 years old. And that the structure of the buildings themselves don't support the argument that it would be nonsensical to store grain and something like that. Right. So the the takeaway from this is we're not trying to say Joseph didn't build grain storage facilities. We're if just, you're looking at the biblical text, it, it says that it does. It says that he did. That he did. Sorry. But So we're not trying to say that he didn't. We're just trying to say the pyramids aren't that. Yeah. Yeah. The question is in reference to the pyramids, and so that's not what they're. <laughs> that's not what they are. Um, that's not the, how they came about or what their function is. Yeah. And again, this is not a slight against Ben Carson. I mean, he's a brilliant person. He's a he's a neuroscientist who was at Johns Hopkins University. He's operated on more Siamese twins than I have. <laughs> <laughs> and and we wouldn't want you to come to us to do brain surgery on you. Exactly. So don't go to him to learn about Egyptology. Or the Bible. Yeah. All right. Well, we hope you've enjoyed this episode of uh, Religion Cast. You know, we we got into some stuff that Egyptology. We don't yeah, we don't do a ton fun. of it, but it was a lot of fun. You know, we we have fun doing stuff like this. So. Yeah. Nothing too weighty. Just a yeah. little fact check. Yeah, just <laughs> awesome. So this has been episode four of Religion Cast podcast. I'm Raleigh. I'm Scott. I'm Tyler. Bye guys. Adios. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs>